Ah, well, we're we're back. Hi, Zach. Hello, Ewan. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, I, I'm a bit under the weather right now, which is why I'm on Zoom. No other reason I'm on Zoom at all. That is Not the sure. only reason is because he is highly infectious and I don't yes. want to get anywhere near him. So. <laughs> we're going to really far apart to make sure you're okay. <laughs> He's like, well, a lot has happened in our lives since the last time we recorded an episode. And yep. it's it's actually wild when you think about it, the amount of things that has that have changed since last time. So Ewan, what's going on with your life, buddy? Why are we on Zoom? What is going on here? Yeah, I, I'm not actually sick. As surprising as that might be, I did lie. That's <laughs> did tell a mistruth. No, I'm on Zoom because I am not in the same country as Zach anymore. I have moved countries to a faraway land, a better land, some would say. Well, Half. that's questionable. <laughs> okay, 50% of this podcast thinks it's better than... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good. No, it's, I've moved to Scotland. I have moved back home to Scotland. And I'm sad about it and happy about it all at the same sweet time. Yeah, me, me too. Me too as well. I'm sad that you've gone, but I'm, I'm happy that, you know, you're pursuing your you know your career and new opportunities new adventures that's that's Amen. awesome yep i had to go because they needed a new first minister up here and i said <laughs> don't 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 even worry about it, guys i got this so i came up here to replace nikki surgeon uh as she gets indicted for something i don't know i don't watch <laughs> <laughs> no i i'm up here I'm, i've got a job up here zach which is pretty fun I've been doing that for months now, and I still feel like an idiot, which is good. Well, what are, what are you doing? What What is this job? Yeah, I, I I am just... Oh, actually, I just got my nod today, so it's permanent, so that's good. I could stay no here. No way! Uh, I'll be working with submarines and working with destroyers and working with big ships, I guess, uh, to test their vibration and noise capabilities and help assist them to make them better, to oh. not make them which is an important thing I've heard uh, to give them confidence in their vibration abilities or lack of that kind of stuff. So I get to, you know, hang about ships and do Navy stuff, which is pretty sweet. That does sound awesome. And thankfully that description also aligns quite nicely with what I've been telling people. So it's nice that I haven't been lying to people going, yeah, he's doing this, but actually he's not. I agree if it was just something completely opposite. Yeah, yeah, I'm now in uh, in finance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just an accountant. Why he had to go to Scotland? Don't know. But he's <laughs> an accountant. <laughs> yeah, he just really wanted to go home. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We start a podcast and suddenly he needs to leave. <laughs> suddenly. It took a year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. It's. I had to leave the sunny land of Guildford. Also, I got home from. I came back up home um, from Guildford, and for four weeks straight, it rained. (laughs) Classic. And I was like, that's so like an honest, like a stereotypical. It's like almost terrifying how Scotland's spiting me at this point for leaving. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's awful. No, it's it's been good. It's been a fun move. It's quite nice. But um, Mm. yeah, it's been a lot of change. I'm getting a flat in Edinburgh, which is going to be fun. Amazing. I was saying to Zach before we hit record, between the knee fondling conversation and record, uh, we uh, I'm in my old childhood room, which is now a storage closet because my parents hate me. (laughs) It's just just very sad to see. I literally came back. I'm in my sister's room, which is even sadder. I'm surrounded by girl stuff. Oh, girl stuff. No, I'm surprised you haven't got cooties. Maybe you are infectious. Maybe I am infectious. It wouldn't <laughs> also, I don't know how you survive. Because you you live at home, Zach. You don't live on your own. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can survive it, man. I'm killing myself. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, you know, um, you just, you get on with it, you know? <laughs> no, I, I can't even pretend I love living at home. Um, oh, I, I can't bear it. I mean, I've got the wrong parents. are great. I love mum and dad. Uh, and it's cool. And you get food and stuff like that, which is great. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing bad with it, but I am slowly going insane. Less so the slowly part. Definitely the insane part. i got to sure. get out of here. You've got to save me, man. <laughs> I'll come airlift you out of Scotland, bring you back to Guildford. How about that? Oh, thanks, honey. I'd love that. Yeah. yeah. I can get to, can I stay with you? Sure. Yes. I can say that. Just like, yeah, I'm going to check. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all right. It sounds good to me. Uh, dog has a bed. I'll sleep with dog. She does have a bed, and there is occasionally space. 
So <laughs> occasionally space. Well, sometimes what she'll do is she'll like ruffle up her blanket into the corner of her bed and then only sleep in the corner. So then there's like a little bit of space left. So it's so I do you know what weirdly I do the same thing when I sleep in my bed. I sometimes just sleep right in the very edge of the bed and I don't know why I do that. You just like to flirt with danger. You might fall out, you might not. <laughs> danger written all over me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I I do it. Not, I don't know why I do that. I always sleep right in the corner. I don't know why. I just realize that's really that. funny. <laughs> don't curl up like she does it. Yes, oh, so that's daredevil. It. You, I am a daredevil. What can I say? Yes, mm-hmm. but that's my life. That's my new stuff. What about you, Zach? Has anything changed in your life? Anything different in your life? Yeah, a few, th- a couple things have have happened. Have changed. Um, which is which is awesome. I got myself a lady, which is which is fun. <laughs> as soon um, as I, as soon as I leave. <laughs> Yes, as soon as you leave. Well, I needed someone to fill the void that you left, you know? So (laughs) try to try to try to fill the void. Yes, of course. (laughs) Of course. But yeah, got got myself a lady. Um, life's great. Um, Tell us about how did you meet her? Who is she? What does she do? Maybe don't reveal her identity to our thousands of millions of fans. That'd be a bad book, no. Yes, because then she would get famous and eclipse the whole podcast and then it would be like what are we doing here, you know? Um, well, but she listens to the podcast, so she wouldn't know why she's famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suddenly she'll be getting all this fan mail. It's like, where is this coming from? <laughs> um, but yes, her her name is Sophie, and um, we've been going out for, for about three months. And uh, yeah, she's a, an actress, singer, dancer, musical theatre person. Wow, you can do none of those things, actually. I can literally do none of those things. So <laughs> it is, it's perfect, you know? It's like yin and yang. Um, I bet. Well, you say that because I bet she would be great on a podcast. So she can do all the things you could do and you could do none of the things she can do. Yeah. Well, this is the thing we did when I was, um, she's currently in the Isle of Wight performing at Black Gang Chime, um, which yeah. is a, and a nice theme park over there, which is actually pretty cool. But I was over there recently and we we were going to visit a castle and she recorded like a a spoof impression of me, like (laughs) going like, oh, and we're here at Carisbrook Castle. And I was like, dude, you're coming for my job now. You literally can do everything I can do. What? Why am I here? (laughs) Is it your other podcast, Pretend Wisdom Podcast Club? Uh, Is that that one she was trying to imitate? No, what is it? No, pretend. What is it called? That's uh, what was it called? Pretend it's, wisdom is this one. This one. I plugged the wrong. I plugged this podcast. Yeah, you plugged <laughs> this podcast on this podcast. <laughs> I was pause this. And go, that sounds like a good podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder whether I can find it. Oh, oh, it's this. It's like oh, okay. this oh, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, she was taking the mick out of um one of the videos or a couple of the videos that I've made of like i'm here at whatever and she was really good at it and i was kind of like this is insane but she she is fantastic mimic and act that is literally her job so yeah um yeah so yeah no she's she's fantastic so that's really awesome life's great and other stuff is going on with with work and stuff like that i recently spoke at chalk valley history festival um, oh, I've heard a lot of buzz about that. I was hearing about that through the grapevine about oh. you speaking at Chalk Valley History Festival. Uh, a lot of people mentioned it to me and said, <laughs> "Hey, you know that guy who does the podcast with you." People up here who've never met you were like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> we heard you were talking at the History Festival. How did it go?" That's insane, and I do not believe you for a second. Um, <laughs> um, it went it went really well. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um. You know, one, once I finished my talk, I was like, I just want to do that again. I just want to go again. Let me let me do another talk. Let's go. Um, but I yeah, so it was really fun. It's interesting. I, I used to do public speaking when I was a little, a little lad. Mm. Well, when I was like late teens. Um, I used to love public speaking. But before I went on, I'd always get quite nervous. Mm. And I would get a bit, a bit afraid. And then as soon as I was done, I'd always be like, oh, round two, let's go. Come on. Yes. I had that, that pump, you know. Exactly. Exactly. My weirdly i've been doing a little more public speaking recently and weirdly it's always the same kind of process i'll be sitting there waiting for my name to be called or me to go Mm -hmm. up or whatever and then suddenly 
it will catch me by surprise because they'll be like, oh, and Zachary Peatling. I'm like, whoa, hang on. Yep, no, I am doing this. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, it will, it will catch me by surprise. And suddenly I'm like, oh, now I need to talk now. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I get the exact same way. No matter how often I do it, no matter how big the crowd I'm doing in front of or how small it is, to tens of millions or just one, uh, <laughs> I always get the same way where I'm like, for the hours and days and weeks before I'm doing it, I'm like, fine, yeah, who cares? It's fine. Yeah. I, I, don't, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. It's all good. And then literally the second before, my, my brain goes, give me a candle this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure for that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's classic. But yeah, that's that's been happening. And and yeah, life's, life's good at the moment. So yeah, I can't so complain. Can't complain. Hey, um, would you like to join me in a little glass of whiskey? Mate, it wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't. Let's do it. Yes. Well, we can't have the same whiskey, which is kind of sad, but also it means we get to have twice the whiskey. So that's also quite good. There you go. There you go. Do you want to start us off? Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go for my favorite whiskey on the planet. Oh, that's quite cool. This is a bold, bold claim, but I think it has to be up there with. Do you let Jack Daniels sign off right now? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Whip out Tennessee honey, Jack Daniels. (laughs) It is Highland Park, Viking Scars. It is my favorite whiskey on the planet. I cannot lie to you. Well done. That is a great whiskey. I have been to that distillery. Uh, I went on a school trip to that distillery. (laughs) Funnily enough, I've actually been two distilleries on a school trip, which is slightly concerning. But um, no, it's a very good distillery, very good whiskey. And that addition is a very good addition. I'm a big fan, big fan. Yeah, I love it. And the bottle is awesome. I don't know whether you can see on there. Yeah, there you go. It's got the the 3D 3D embossing on there. Dude, it's just... Good word. Yeah, it's just the best. It's just the best. For so, some reason, I was thinking of the word embalming. That's not the right word. Embalming. It's embalming. Well, right. <laughs> slightly different. <laughs> the wrapping it in mummification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's embalm some whiskey. That can be an episode. We'll embalm some whiskey. I want to hear the. I want to hear. Oh, that was very unsatisfying. Should we try I heard again? literally nothing. I don't think it made an actual sound. A little bit. Yeah. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear um, it. I didn't think it breached the microphone. I mean, I barely heard it as well, so I don't think it really. Don't think it did anything. So, what are you going for? I'm going for a classic that we've had before because I mm-hmm. haven't updated my collection much because I'm not here. I have bought a new bottle of whiskey that I will actually get in trees. Because it is okay. special. But it's not the one I'm going to drink. So let me show you the one I'm going to drink first. You didn't see that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see anything. Glendronach. Oh, the, the, the red box one for people who've seen it before. It's a lovely, spicy, almost Christmassy whiskey that almost everyone I ask says this is their favorite whiskey, including people at the whiskey shop. So that's a good sign. So I'll be having this. And this is, this is you know, hopefully, this will get a bit of ASMR. <laughs> Yeah. I had I had a little bit. Let me try to do a bit. Hang on. Try again. Try again. Anything? Nothing. Okay. Well, yes, microphones sir. don't like ASMR apparently. So we will find it. a way to make the whiskey ASMR come back. Maybe I'll just put it over in <laughs> in the editing process. Just make it's it super, super loud. loud. Yeah, but it's super loud and also out of sync. <laughs> like <four Yeah>. <laughs> yeah okay i'll do that i'll do that so whenever now when everyone's like what the hell was that now they know it was just <laughs> exactly. happening but goof, you know but i did go um to a lovely distillery called glen kinchy you ever heard of glen kinchy i have not so glen kinchy is um a distillery near um edinburgh it is owned by it's owned by johnny walker brand and therefore oh. diageo family so johnny walker takes 90 percent of what these guys make and puts it into their blend essentially so johnny walker a blended whiskey made up of about 12 different single malts together which makes it an innovative taste but glenn kinchy is one of those it's one of the most uh, one of the biggest ones um in their blend and they are allowed to sell 
the 10% that they get as single malt that they, they get oh, to keep. Wow. So you get 10% of it, that's very rare. So I went to the distillery with my friends and had a little tour around, got a lot of whiskey. Like, <laughs> I got given a lot of whiskey. It was really bad. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> to get a taxi home. It was really bad. But um, so they had like an event on. So we got some free samples when we walked in, did the tour, got four, five more free samples, uh, got to draw our own cask and got a free sample of that as well. And then I got two more free samples as I walked out the door. It was, I, I couldn't feel my face for three days. Dude, that's a lot of whiskey, man. Like, but when I was there, they have a one-off special cask that they will randomly select, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they'll randomly select it. They'll pick it with a lot of care, but they'll pick it uh, and they'll pull it out and put it in the shop that's there. And you can go to that barrel and pull your own bottle of whiskey that you can only buy there and then for that limited time and because you're buying it at the shop it's not been taxed yet so i bought it directly from them rather than from a shop or anything else so i got to sign the label i got to sign the tax warrant i got to sign the tax brief and this is my lovely bottle no way this is it It is a a eight-year-old cask strength so this thing is 55 percent strong red wine finish with a bourbon twist that looks incredible i got my signature on it i have my writing this is the second bottle that will ever be produced i got it custom engraved as well oh dude that's so cool so that's the kind of bottle that you can just keep as well like that's awesome (laughs) exactly so i'll drink this on my deathbed i think yeah that i mean sounds great to me it has um my friends were there with me and they, I, I, I don't know why I said to them, do you guys want to engrave this for me? I don't know why that. And they went, yes. So they put, not my best idea, dash Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So my one-off bottle is now sullied forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, friends have to do that. What are friends for, you know? Exactly. You know, I, you mm. would do nothing less. I, I, yes. I would do nothing less. You would do nothing. It's just the way it is. It is but, the way um, it should be done. Exactly. So it's a very special ball. I thought I'd show you that. Mm. I, I oh, it sounds put... fun. It looks fantastic. I love it. The, oh, sorry. I said that's eight years. It's twelve years old. Sorry, big pardon. It's twelve years. Wow. It does look very red. It's like a dark crimson almost. It's a very big fan of that. On the video, people who are listening, so you can see it. I'll show it again. There you go. Done. Yeah, look at that. It's a lovely color. I would, so I um a couple of nights ago I had a glass of the Glen Scotia, oh, double double yeah, cask rum rum finish. Yeah, it wasn't even on the podcast. Uh, you know what it was? I sat down and I was like, you know what I'm in the mood for? Watching <laughs> Agatha Christie Poirot with a glass of whiskey. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I sat. Yeah, I well, you know, I am an old man. I just, I just am. Um, but I, I poured myself a glass of Glen Scotia, and I, I shocked me again at the color. It's so mm. light, so pale. So I'd forgotten, pale. I'd forgotten how pale it was. But it's, it's uh, it's not twelve years old. That's like eight years old, which is still quite old. But yeah, it's it. after you got it there. Oh, there you got yeah. it there. Um, it's because it's finished in a, a, a rum cask you don't get, oh you've, you've got through that mate oh my goodness whoa very well yeah. done but yeah it looks like tea yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a glowing recommendation if i ever heard of it <laughs> Scotia double <laughs> cask looks like pee tastes like it too no 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 whoa 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 no it's a really nice vanilla like creaminess that one's great isn't it it was really good so, yeah, that, i think, really I think good. you actually gave me this one that is that was a gift to you from me yes. i sort of half asked gift where i was i i can't i can't take this home i'll go to that <laughs> yeah i was i was grateful to receive it in whatever manner it came hey buddy cheers cheers Can buddy. Click, click cameras. right there there you go <laughs> anyway just, just do that again there we go oh look <laughs> at that it looks so much. I'll just do the rest of the podcast like this. Hang on. There you go. You see <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. 
big fan of that. <laughs> oh, delightful. Delightful. Oh, mate, there's something massive coming on the horizon. Oh, is it? The sun? The... They usually come on the horizon. That, that <laughs> as, as well. The Rugby <laughs> World Cup is just ah, around the corner. So excited and terrified and nervous and upset and happy all at the same time. Zach, how are you feeling about it? Um, basically, exactly what you said. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a tough time to be in, uh, an England fan. Um, but what, there's, what, there's a part of me. Sorry? Why is that? Why is it hard to be an England fan right now? Tell me. <sighs> okay, well, here goes the tale of England's <laughs> rugby woes. Um, we got a new coach four months out from a World Cup at the end of a four-year cycle. Eddie Jones had flopped by the end and Steve Borthwick came in. And it's never an easy feat to try and get a whole new team together to get ready for a World Cup in four months with a new coach, new staff, new techniques, new all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're seeing the results of that, basically. Um, we're quite an incoherent group at the moment. We're not gelling very well. Um, it looks like we're trying to go back to basics, but even the basics aren't really working. And we're trying to figure out who our best players are, but we're not calling up some of the best players in the country. Um, and we're we're losing, basically. Yeah. It's it's pretty uh, funny to watch as a Scotland fan. I must say yeah. it was great, uh, but it is also very confusing because go back what six years ago, England were like a dominant force, probably like up there with Ireland to win the Six Nations most years. Mm. And France then came up and it was between the three years and the rest of us and Italy and Wales are kind of lagging in the back. And then England just sort of like made a couple tactical errors, made a few decisions badly here and there. Scotland got a lot better and we started winning, but then England just started sucking a lot. Yeah, really Very bad. quickly, within, within two years or so. Like going from struggling a bit to just abs being absolutely dreadful. Uh, and it is weird to see them make so many weird decisions that they're sort of can't, they're not very good at anything now, which is very strange because they've always been good at stuff, but now they're good yeah. at nothing, which is very strange to see. And but great, I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. I mean, yeah, like you say, when you think about it, four years ago, we were in the World Cup final. Five years ago or six years ago, <laughs> we were coming up to the end of a 26 game winning streak oh and my goodness you were like that the glory days of english rugby for the first time since like 2003 and then as soon as that world cup final finishes it feels like we've never recovered basically yeah um, and you know you you try to trust the process because you're like no Eddie Eddie knows what he's doing. We always suck before the World Cup, and last time we sucked before the World Cup, we got to the final. Surely he knows what he's doing. But then it just got worse and worse and worse. We got trounced by South Africa. We lost a series to Australia. Um, it's just not not a good time to be English. And then we came fourth for two. I think it was two. Six nations in a row, we came fourth or fifth. It's like that's, that's wow, unacceptable that for an English team as well. Have you ever heard um, San Francisco 49ers, the American basketball team? Have you ever okay. heard of the process? No, this will give you hope. I'm going to tell you a fun story here. This is going to give you hope. So, okay. uh, 49ers are a NBA basketball team from the United States and America, oh. and and they were. Do, do you know much about the NBA basketball draft? I know. I know bits and pieces. Yeah. Do you know where the best and worst places to be are on the draft? Uh, best is like first round draft pick. Um, ah, and worst. Worst probably like, I don't know. I'm gonna go either in the middle or somewhere right at the end. You are a clever boy, Zach. The middle is the worst place you can be. Right. So mm. the way it works is in America. The person who performs the worst gets the first pick in the draft. Right. So you get 
first pick at the best player. And usually they can't afford the best player, but they get their first pick at a good player they can afford, basically, right? And the person who did best gets the last pick in the first round of the draft, right? But the 49ers, for consistent, about 10 years in a row, were right slap bang in the middle. So mm. you don't get your favorite, you don't get your worst, you just get average, and you stay exactly where you are. So this new GM came in, a general manager called Steve Bannon. No relation to the politician criminal, Steve Bannon. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. And he decided to do this thing called the process, right? And um, he decided for about three or four years straight to just gut the team. If you played a good game, transferred. If you were... Uh, you know, in any way you perform, looking like you were a good basketball player, transfer it off. Get in the bad players. Make everyone come in who's just awful. All in the hopes that in four or five years' time, when they sunk down the order, they'd get a good round of the draft. Uh, but for the fans watching this, it was the worst thing you could yeah. ever experience because your team was purposely sucking. Anyone who had promise of hope or goodness was just kicked off the team within two weeks and sold off for scraps, right? So this goes on for years and years and years. And then the GM, Steve Bannon, gets fired for being so awful. But the same year, they get the fourth round pick. So they're fourth position to get a pick out of like 20 or 30. So it's pretty, they're really up front. And with their fourth round pick, they pick this wild card nobody's ever heard of called Joel Embiid. Player, <laughs> you've probably heard of him because he's very famous right now. He's very he good. He was a nobody who grew up in like Costa Rica or something. He's this oh. seven foot five tall guy, never played basketball before, started playing college just for fun and turned out to be really, really good at it. And they, for some reason, against everyone's expectations, picked this random guy once they had the chance. And everyone was like, What are you doing? Ah! <laughs> so Finally, he gets onto the court and everyone's like, all right, let's see what he's got. Instantly gets injured. He's out for another year. And so another year of pain goes in. And then something happens. He starts to play and he's freaking amazing. He's so <laughs> good. And he's he's got like this amazing combination of being a really tall guy, but somehow manages also to be like really, um, really good in his feet. So he's, he's quite like um, mobile um, and he just wipes the floor of everybody and they get to the world championship series the next year after that and so they nicknamed Joel Embiid the process what? pretty sweet so oh. there is hope yet young Zachary that maybe England's got a long game in left of five years time of getting <laughs> Joel Embiid in to play <laughs> I mean, to be fair, jo- Joel Embiid playing in the England rugby team couldn't make us any worse than we are now. So, um, yeah, it would be hilarious. But uh, when you so when you look at the statistics as well, right? Okay. The last time that we were really, really bad coming into the World Cup, and we lost our opening group stage game, was two thousand and seven. We got oh. to the World Cup final in 2007. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I'm saying is, From we might Ashton. get to the World Cup final this year. Uh huh. Just flew. You had it. good players back then. You know, good players this year. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, Farrell, who's supposed to get banned for seven years or something at this point. I don't know what it is. And then a lot of other guys are getting banned, and a lot of guys who can't play, and a lot of guys who are injured and things, and a lot of new guys. Yes, that is that is true, and we still had like Johnny Wilkinson and all those people back in two thousand seven. So, Zach, why why is Farrell not banned? Well, see, this is the thing, right? The the rugby powers that be decided that what we needed was <laughs> not only what a TMO, but we needed a bunker review system that would take like eight minutes to yep. review a call while the match is happening. So that's what happened. Owen Frau did a high tackle, which no one can argue but, with. It, it was a high tackle. I would say not a high tackle, uh, and a shoulder in the face, which is very different. A high tackle is sure. you kind of got around the shoulders, maybe it slipped up to the neck. This was a no arms, shoulder to the face. Okay, so Owen Farrell shoulder barged a guy's face, and... Yes. 
Um, he's getting the card somehow. Yeah, and no, and no one can argue with that. It's just obvious. He gets a yeah. yellow card in game because they're going to send it to the bunker review system. So he gets sent off. He's sitting there. The bunker review system decides. Yep, we're upgrading it to a red card because Owen Farrell was an absolute yeah, mug, and he shoulder barged <laughs> a guy in the face. Yeah. So the bunker review system, which is the brand new review board that they've got in, decides that. A couple of days after the match ends, um, the another review board basically reviews the decision, interviews Owen Farrell and some of the other players, and decide that because Jamie George was tackling the player that Owen Farrell shoulder barged, that meant that there were mitigating circumstances. So they decreased the red card down back to a yellow card. So Owen Farrell's no longer banned for three games, which would mean that he'd missed the first game of the World Cup. Six, so Six games, isn't it? Is the ban like... Yeah, yeah. And so this is the thing, right? That gets reviewed. And in their statement, right, <clears throat> they're like, yeah, we, we totally respect the bunker review system and the, <laughs> the process that we've got in, but we just don't think they were right. And then a couple of days later, guess what happens? World Rugby itself decides to step up and go, we really respect the bunker review system and the external review board system, but we think that they were wrong. So now we're appealing the red card again to try and get Owen Farrell a red card, which then carries a really, really bad penalty, uh, which Mm -hmm. could mean that he could miss the majority of the World Cup. Yeah. So that's where we're at now, and we're waiting for the verdict to see what they decide as to whether or not he's going to be banned. I can't believe it, because this is, firstly, this is not the first time this has happened. There's a lot of... Dude, he's done it like six times. It's called the Farrell tackle. That's his tackle. It's It's awful. But there's also... We're going to put, a, I say we, Zach's going to put a picture of the contact here right now. Mm-hmm. And they lo- they looked at that, which you're looking at right now, and went, maybe that's not a red card. <laughs> it's yeah. insane to me that they somehow tried to let him off. I feel awful for the English squad who have to go through this roller coaster. But also, it means Farrell's not going to be at World Cup. And that's a good thing because I don't like him. Well, this is, this is the problem is that. In one way, I feel like we'd be better off just putting him to bed and George Ford, Marcus Smith, they can figure it out. Maybe we'll get in a different player. You know, maybe a new chance for Danny Cipriani to make a return. Um, Wow. I I miss that guy. What a throwback. But part of me thinks that. But then when you look at it and you watch the game that Owen Farrell didn't play, and there's no structure, there's no leadership. You're missing the the kind of hinge that everything is attached to. And unfortunately, we have created the situation where that is Owen Farrell for our team. This is um, where you need Joel Embiid. You need to have yeah. a few years of sucking. Because if you keep going doing this, what you're doing, which is trying to kind of claw your way back up again, you're going to just sit where you are for years until something happens beyond your control. But what you need is just to let go, have a deep breath, and then go, let's just try this again from the ground up rather than sort of trying to be where Farrell was a minute ago, you know? Well, this is the problem is, and this is why I'm not, I'm still kind of baffled by the decision of the RFU, is that why don't you just let Eddie take us to this World Cup? We will flop. We will be awful. Yeah. Because Eddie was not doing well. But finish finish this cycle as soon as the World Cup ends, then get rid of him, and then bring in Steve Borthwick, and you've got a whole four-year process to get you to the next World Cup. That just makes more sense to me, right? Yeah. Instead of, like, rushing it. it. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, wait, you know what? Now they've heard our commentary on the matter, they're going to be rethinking everything, I think. They're going to be solved now. Now that they've heard this. (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly problem solved now i don't know what their problem is do you want to do a little bit of a world cup predicting 
Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Trying to get, just to get to the final together. Okay. Yeah. So let's get let's bring up the groups. Um, do you have okay. it on you there? I can. And I can grab that. The top two who's going to get out of each. Who's going to go head to head in the semis and the quarters, and who's going to get to the final? We're going to do this right now. So we're going to try and predict the World Cup. Who yes. who's going to win it? So pool this stages. Is the, yeah, this is the official pretend wisdom World Rugby World Cup twenty twenty three predictor, which basically means this is as good as gospel. This yes. is going to happen. Yes, this is exactly what is going to play out over the next few months of the Rugby World Cup. So, yeah. Group A, we mm-hmm. have New Zealand, Good France, Italy, Uruguay, mm. and Namibia. I'm excited about this group, to be honest. That is a good group because, so let's say France are the hosts, for those who don't know, France are the hosts, and their first game is against New Zealand, the British yeah, and which is they used, to, they used to be top team in the entire world for about 100 years straight. They're still pretty good. They're number three, they've slipped a bit, but they're still amazing. You don't count them out. So, France, who are the favorites really going in, or what one of the favorites going in because it's their home advantage. They've got a really strong team against one of the best teams ever. That's gonna be a great game, but I reckon France are gonna, France are gonna take that. So, France really? are gonna win against New Zealand, okay. Um, so I think they're going to come up top of that group, is what I think. What do you, what do you think, Zach? That's a that's a bold claim. Yeah, I think I think the deciding match is New Zealand versus France. So I think the group will be decided on the first day of the World Cup, basically. Which um, <laughs> is sad so... because you've got three other teams there. Who, as much as I love those three other teams, they've got no hope. <laughs> no, I mean Italy. They were looking pretty good. They got a good win over Wales. A good win mm-hmm. over Australia. Coming up in the um, world. Yeah, they're coming up, but I don't think they have the legs to compete with New Zealand and, and France. Yeah. So I think that France might pip New Zealand on that first game. With the home although, advantage. Although, yeah, so this is the interesting thing, right? France have the home advantage, but mm. New Zealand are absolute beasts when it comes to <laughs> World Cups. For some reason, they just show up. They're just always good at a World Cup. This is true. It's the opposite of Ireland. Ireland every year mm. always so strong and never get past the quarterfinals because they just fumble for some reason. And yeah. New Zealand always look they always look good, but they never look strong that that strong. And then they always turn up. You're right. You're always they always turn up. So yeah, this is this is a tough one. Oh really tough one. So, so I yeah, but those two have to come out. We don't know what order they're going to be in. I, f- oh, I don't know. I feel like well, I, I guess the interesting question is, who will struggle more against Italy, New Zealand or France? Oh, so it's going to come into points difference? Well, I'm just thinking that, well, potentially, yeah. But it's... In which case, France will struggle more because they play them more often, so Italy yeah. will be them, you know? I'm I'm happy to go with France top of the group, to be honest. Yeah. With the home advantage, let's, let's, let's give them the honour of first place because they've hosted us. Yeah. And also, just to put it in context, what is it, Namibia is one of the other, other teams? Yeah. So, famously one of the worst teams in rugby history. One of my favourites for that reason. Mm-hmm. But this is essentially like putting Mike Tyson in the ring with a four-year-old disabled child. Is basically what's going oh, on. Days. <laughs> That's kind of the level we're dealing with. For oh. instance, skill and ability here. It's going to be a terrifying game to watch, that one. I can't wait for New Zealand Namibia. That's going to be incredible. <laughs> I think to this day they still host the record. The last time those two teams played was the worst loss in rugby yeah. history and the biggest win of 107. I think it was to yeah, it was something six. insane. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was no one was cheering by the end. I remember it was awful. Something <laughs> wild like that, man. Something wild. So New Zealand are easily in second. Mm-hmm. Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. I think it's pretty much that order. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would like a show up from Namibia, but you know, my boys can't make it. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. Group B. This is you know what some people are calling the group of death. We have <laughs> South Africa, Ireland, <laughs> Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Well, can I preface this a little bit mm-hmm. and just say that they picked these 
teens four years ago. So basically, like the week after the old World Cup finished. Yeah. Um, and back then, you know, they've changed the rules now, so they're not going to do that for this exact reason. Because you've got three of the top five teams in the entire world yeah. in one group, which is just not fun for anybody to watch, um, especially if you're a Scotland fan. Uh, it's mm. stressful and terrifying. So uh, Scotland used to be world seventh or eighth back at that, that time. Now we're world five, which is pretty good. We've done well. Um, and we're looking really strong. And the one year we look like we could do really well is the one year we get lumped in a group with Ireland and South Africa. And then if whoever we beat, if we somehow manage to escape that, go on to face either France or New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's awful. So, yeah. um, it's going to be a, a rough. Let Let's go from the ground up on this one, shall we? Okay. Who do you think is going to come last? Uh, Romania. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Romania yeah. is going to come. They've got some guts, but yeah, they're going to be bad. Yeah, Romania. Romania are coming last. I think. Um, I think it's pretty nailed on that Ireland are coming first. I don't. I don't think there's yeah. any debate. So the only thing I was chatting to my Irish friend with this Bruce Charity Bruce. Hello, yeah, Bruce. Okay, but uh, <laughs> he's saying that he's a bit nervous. He knows Ireland are going to get out of the group stages. It's almost guaranteed. But the only thing is, Scotland do really well against big teams like Ireland and like South Africa. Like we just have a habit of just, you know, sticking to the man. We're kind of used to that. So that's what worries me a bit. And so if we manage to win one of those two games, so say we beat South Africa, Ireland beats Scotland and South Africa manages to pull out a win against Ireland, that's not unreasonable. Then it would mean it would come down to points difference against the other two teams, basically, Mm. which you never know could happen. But I think... For, let's say let's do this one as the sensible pick for now. We'll do it again as the hopeful pick. Let's put Ireland first yeah. and South Africa second, which pains me to say. Well, this is the interesting thing. I wonder whether Scotland could actually wild card beat South Africa, yeah, and potentially be looking at taking that second spot. Do you know, I think we could. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that because. South Africa the past few weeks not been looking tip top. Let's be honest. They, they I mean, they crazy. did they did absolutely trounce Wales. I so. mean, Namibia could trounce Wales at this point. That's, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we beat them. Yeah, we beat them. Yeah. So uh, it's it's not unreasonable that we could. South Africa have lost a couple of good players, um, but they are looking very strong. They are also the reigning champions right now as well. They won last year, last World Cup. So, but Scotland have a good habit of just getting the momentum going, which we have. So momentum's been our favour, and just charging in and just seeing what happens. So, yeah. should we should we put them seconds for fun? I kind of want to wild card Scotland in at second. We could do it. Let's, let's wild card as against South Africa. So that's gonna. Be... Okay, well then the groups decided on the first day as well. <laughs> All right, here we go. Scotland in at second, South Africa in at third. I think Tonga are going to beat Romania. I think that's yes. pretty nailed on. It also uh, wouldn't surprise me if we lost to Tonga and got third end. But there you go. Yeah, well, Tonga we'll are good guys. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, Group C. We've got Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Portugal. I love the contrast between the group of death group b which has got three of the greatest teams in the world tonga who are amazing on their day and then you've got and romania who are coming up romania who are coming up yeah absolutely yeah. and then this team has got some of the worst teams at the moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly England and wales oh my it's like goodness. everyone that's kind of on the downturn currently wales australia Georgia, Portugal, Georgia, Georgia are kind of on their way up, so they're okay. Fiji are are looking pretty good yeah. as well. So maybe I mean, realistically, the betting man would say one of England, Wales, and Australia, two of those three will get out. But it also would not be totally unreasonable in my head for Fiji and Georgia to cause some kind of chaos. I have a feeling that Fiji will beat Wales. Oh, 
Can we just talk about? Oh, ow, I, ow, I hit my hand on the desk. Ow. You're right. I was gesticulating and whacked my hand. <laughs> to explain the Wales thing, so Wales again used to be amazing. Now they've gone through a lot of union problems. They weren't paying people very well. They've lost yeah. a lot of players. I think three of their heavy hitters retired a month before the World Cup started. Yeah, uh, or for the warm up started, so that was bad. So they are now one of the worst teams. Uh, I think it would be between them and Namibia because Namibia at least have a team together. Um, and so Wales are looking like they are ooh, might not make it at the group stages. Australia have had a bad run of luck. They've now got Eddie Jones. So for everybody in the world, they want them to lose because of that. Yes. Uh, and England, we've already discussed them. Uh, but the this, the worrying thing for you guys is you did beat Wales once in your warm-up games. You also lost them once. And the team and the time you beat them, they were keeping up with you, which is very concerning. Well, this you. is this is the stupid thing, right? Is that if both Wales and us get out of our groups, then we won't the only time we'd have to play them are well, we'd have to play them in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So if we both get out of our groups, we'll have to play each other in the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to that. I think Fiji can beat Wales. I think the, the, way, the, the way way game. So Fiji can beat Wales. I think Fiji could beat Australia. I think Fiji could push them really far. I think England will beat Fiji though, because they'll come out of it. England's not in this group. Are they not? I thought they were in the group. No, England's Group D. We've got oh, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Portugal. Oh, I thought Wales, England was in the same group. I'm sorry. Ignore right. everything. But yeah, so I think, okay, okay, the betting man would say that Wales or Australia would make it out. Yeah. But I think Fiji's going to make it out second really? to Australia. That's Ooh. what I reckon. Okay, but yeah, I'm happy to go with that, honestly. I think Australia will get top of the group, but it won't be like a... Ireland and New Zealand and France top of the group. I think it'll be like, oh, we got top of the group. That's amazing. We did not see it coming at all. <laughs> yeah, we we barely scraped wins over Georgia, Portugal, and Wales. Somehow we're here. Yeah, I would really enjoy it if we all got last. I yeah, me too. Because I think Georgia could really push them, and Portugal, who are not that bad. Let's just remember, Georgia have already beaten Wales in this World Cup cycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last time they played, Georgia won. So Georgia beats Wales, Fiji beats Wales, Australia beats Wales, because Australia have problems, but they're not that bad. Um, and who was the other one? Portugal? Portugal. They could have a good day. Should we put Wales last? Yes, let's put Wales last. So I think Australia followed Fiji, and then yep. the rest to you. Australia, Fiji, I think Georgia will probably beat Portugal. I think Actually, right. Georgia, Portugal Georgia, are a little Georgia, exciting. But Georgia, are in, they, they, they've always been on the cusp of the Six Nations, so they're that good. Yeah. They're, they're pretty established now as well. So Georgia, yeah, and Portugal, and then we've shoved Wales at bottom. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Okay. Okay. Group D, uh, the is. final group. England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, and Chile. There are some really good teams in there. Japan, one of my favorite teams. Love them. Um, I think this could be the the closest group of them all. I think you're right. I think this could be uh, C and D could be are the hardest ones to predict. I think because you know yeah. who's going to be top two or three in the other other groups. But this one's so hard to predict. I reckon. Oh, do you think England will make it out? I think Argentina will beat England. For sure. So last, last, last Pumas, they are so good when they want to be. They've beaten Scotland quite a lot back when we were awful. Um, they beat not... us last time they played us. Oh, did they? At Twickenham. They beat us at Twickenham, yeah. Is that true? Wow, oh, when and was you, that? And you, you know how I know that? I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was like, no, the one oh, game. No. That's so good. Oh, I'm so happy with that. That's <laughs> yeah, That's Argentina good. Argentina beat us at Twickenham, um, which was which was not fun. So okay, let's fun. go through them then. So last Pumas could definitely beat 
England. Yeah. They could do it. Um, Samoa, could they be England? I think it'd be a good fight, but I think England would come out on top of that. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of Samoan players in England anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so you got Samoa would have a good fight but lose. Who else would go up against England? I've got the, the, the other teams. We've got Japan and Chile left. So Chile, you'd beat Chile, you'd hope. Japan, yeah. no, they, that's they're the thing I don't know. They are, tricky tricky team. Team. they are either good enough to beat South Africa, which they did, or they just have a bad day. They're never really in the middle. Yeah, last time we played them at Twickenham, we we dominated pretty well. So That's crazy. That, which is so of... Because they also beat Argentina as well. Yeah. So they beat Argentina, who beat you, who beat Japan, who beat... <laughs> it's like a weird yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think Argentina are topping the group. I think that's a, a reasonable shout. I think you're right in that. I think and England will scrape second. I think England will scrape it. I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah. I think go for that. I think Japan will beat Samoa. Yeah, I think Japan will be P3. And Solid then, P3. And then Samoa, Samoa Chile. Chile. Yeah. Man. Okay, on to the quarter finals. Well, this is the group stage is done. If you lose, you're out. This is it. Yes. These are the knockout stages now. Quarter finals. The first one, Australia versus England. <laughs> I think we'd be lucky. Uh, oh. The thing is that I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything in this because I don't want England to win. I also despise Eddie Jones and did not want him to win as well. Uh, so I'm going to leave this one in your hands, buddy. You, you say and do what you want. So the thing is, right, we have a bit of a knack of somehow beating Australia. Yeah. We're, we're relatively good at it. Um, and well, even when... Them. Sorry? You used to own them. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> It's also true. Um, we last, even when we were in the midst of the bad Eddie Jones days, we still managed to win a series against them by the skin of our teeth. Who won the Ashes recently? Uh, Australia. Well, no. So technically, it was a draw, but they keep the urn. Okay, so you drew that. You yeah. beat the the women's World Cup. That is true. In the semis, we did do that. So I think England might come out on top if the scores of other sports come into play. (laughs) (laughs) Which, as we all know, it does. It it definitely does. Um, I think think England might scrape it by like three points. It will be something stupid like a Marcus Smith random drop goal in the 79th minute. I think it'll be something stupid like that. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. I think it, yeah, I think England would. Yeah, I, I I don't mind saying England could scrape that that win. I think we'll scrape a, a win against Australia. Now we have what the game that we would probably actually want to be the World Cup final itself: Ireland versus New Zealand. <laughs> oh, isn't that awful? It's so tough. This is a quarter final, mate. <sighs> Which is just awful that the first half of the World Cup is so spicy and the second half is going to be so miserable. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pick Ireland in this. I'm, I think they're going to... They're coming in as the favourites. They're the world number one. They've beaten New Zealand the past twice. They've faced yeah. them. They, the first time they beat them, they just cracked them in the head. And since then, they've been able to dominate them since. Yeah. They played against England recently, didn't show off any skill against England. But still managed to dominate. Like they, they yeah. held all the cards to the chest, played a, just a boring ground game, so it's not to give anything away. I and actually turned that game off. Yeah, I turned it <laughs> off. I was like, I'm not watching this. This is insane. <laughs> I watched it in the pub in Scotland to some adoring fans. It was wonderful. Yeah, like that. Um, uh, so that's yeah. good. Um, so I think Ireland, I think despite yeah. their cup woes, will overcome it this year. Um, I agree. Yeah, let's do it. Ireland, we uh, that'll be some game though. Oh, it'll be a hefty game. Be okay, hefty. we've got an, we've got an interesting one next: Argentina versus Fiji. Ooh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun one to watch. That's gonna be a stalemate, like a good one, not like a boring mm. one. 
I think it's going to go back and forth, like attrition. Yeah. Do you know, I think Argentina might have the fitness over, over the the island boys. I think, I don't know. I think Argentina I th- might. I think they'll have the, the winner's edge, I think. Because, yeah. because Argentina are constantly playing in a tournament with New Zealand and South Africa and Australia and they're really established now at playing those top teams and being able to beat them. They come over here, they beat us. I think Argentina have that that edge, that little bit of an edge. Um, I, to, I think we can give it to them. I think yeah. we can give them. Yeah, Argentina into the semifinals. Now, ooh, France versus Scotland. Okay, let's let's let, let's look at this. So we've we faced we have jousted against France uh, in the last month twice. Yeah, the first game was their B team that they were putting on their experimental team against our A squad, which is a, a, almost essentially what our World Cup squad will be. Um, and we won pretty well. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good game. Enjoyed that game a lot. And then second time it was A squad v A squad. Um, and we lost. We had a lot of penalties. We gave away. We gave away twelve penalties. It's a lot. Had a yellow card, which is very bad. Uh, did we have a red card as well? I can't remember. Did Nando get a yellow or red? I can't remember. Probably yellow. And um, so we got a yellow card. We gave away twelve penalties, and we only just lost, just in the last couple minutes, by three points. So yeah. oh. I think with the whole and that was that was in that was in France too with no crap at all, which is amazing. So realistically, probably France. I'm not going to get myself excited, but if we somehow manage to get rid of all those penalties, get our you know our our, our situation better, get rid of those issues we had, all of those points disappear, and we could have been quite far ahead. I think I think you honestly you could you could pip it, you could <laughs> steal it. Out of nowhere. If, if, you, if you get it out, if, if you get out of the group, I think you might have a, a fair fair chance at France. But I do think France are taking it. Yeah, I've always said that if we get out of the group stage, we're going to win the World Cup. But in this instance, maybe not. <laughs> I think best of New Zealand. Yeah, they're going to kick our butts. Yeah, I think France are taking it. Okay. The semi-finals. I can't actually believe that I'm saying this as the semi-final, but England versus Ireland. That's the semi-final. Mm. Well, Ireland. Are... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's we there's no need to have a conversation there. Ireland, Ireland are beating us. How much will they win by? Is the only conversation we're going to have? Yes, a hundred percent. I'm thinking twenty points, easy. Easy twenty. I was thinking forty, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is the stupid thing, right? If England get out of the group, they have a relatively straightforward path to the semi-final, which is the really stupid thing about it because we do not deserve that at all. Anyway. It's, it's, it's the thing. It's, it's Scotland, who not to be you know Scottish, but who deserve to basically win this thing, have got well hardest first half, and if we somehow survive that, a fairly simple second half for the semis until we get to the final, um. Whereas England have these opposite, which is very, not easy because you're in a bad way, but it's, you know, fairly simple first half and then impossible second half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the last semi-final, Argentina versus France. Who is going to face Ireland in the final? It's got to be France. It's got to be definitely France. France. It's definitely France. I mean, great for Argentina to get that far. But against a home crowd France who are hungry for a final, if not a win, then yeah. Yeah. Ireland France final. Oh that's so tough. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think we can't call it. I don't know. Can we call that? Yeah, we got we have to, we have to. Um have they pl- played each other recently? Oh, since six nations. It would just be the Six Nations. Who won? Ireland won that? I think. I think so. Yeah, I think Ireland won. I'm going to... Okay, see what? I'm an Irish boy. I'm going to go for a last-minute 
drop goal win to Ireland. Oh no, last minute try. Let's call it last minute try to Ireland. I I think I'm I'm content to go with that. I think France will fall at the final hurdle of bringing home their world their home World Cup. Damn, which is sad, but also I think Ireland have waited long enough to get this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So we we have predicted Ireland as the winner and eighteen percent of players also predicted Ireland to win, apparently. Only eighteen percent. That's interesting. What's what's yeah. the other so the other ones we have France at twenty six percent, New Zealand at twenty five percent, and then Ireland by eighteen percent. Yeah, I can see all of those being real. How many picked Scotland, Zach? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't tell me. It doesn't tell me. Can we see what Scotland would have to do to win. Yeah. If we I... had an A game, we'd have to beat Ireland, South Africa. New Zealand or France, yeah. Then Argentina, then France or New Zealand, whoever survives. <laughs> yeah. So we have to beat New Zealand and France and South Africa and Ireland and Argentina. So basically, the five, four, and Argentina of the best teams in the entire world. We have to beat to get to the final and win. If if you can do that, it will be the most well deserved World Cup in history. I think because that is insane. <laughs> That's sucky. Because the thing is, in four years' time, we're at World Run again. We're going to be awful. We're not going to be anywhere near again. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. This is why I'm scared and sad and happy and excited all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there you go. We have predicted the World Cup. We think Ireland are going to bring it home. Yeah. There you go. No, no, no need to watch it. We've just done it for you. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they could do a good shift. I, I think, think it's really going to be one of the best World Cups for a long time. I think it's going to be very, very close. Very close. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because you said it. It's, yes. Remember, um, was it one of the football World Cups they had Paul the Octopus predicting stuff? Oh, Yeah. That's that, baby. That's <laughs> we are the octopi. <laughs> Everyone's been on tender hooks waiting for what we're going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here we are. We've done yeah, it. We've done rock it. up the nineteen ever. Ah, well, there you go. World Cup predicted. World Cup predicted. It's nice to be back with pretend wisdom. I can't lie. It is actually quite nice. I had a great time being back with you, buddy. Me too. Me and too. We will do this again. You back home. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, we will definitely do this again very, very soon. We will make this a regular thing because it's way too much fun not to do it. Absolutely. We might even get the odd one back together again, get the old band back together again. Well, I, I want to do a trip up to Scotland sometime soon. So we'll do like a pretend wisdom live up in Scotland. At the fringe. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. It's like three people in a room and us. Yeah. And then, what the hell did we pay for to get into this? That would be awesome. That would drunk. be awesome. You've heard it here first, folks. Next year, the Fringe show is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend Wisdom Live at Fringe. Gosh, that'd be hilarious. Things that happened before. Tell you what, if Scotland win the World Cup, it's happening. Yes, exactly. If Scotland win the That's World cool. Cup. Ah <laughs> oh, man well we're back pretend wisdom's back baby we're back baby it's we, we were never gone but the podcast yeah. world chat. yeah we're, we're gonna take it by storm now it, it's been honestly it's been a very long time since our last episode has it was it what four months or something let's have a yeah it's something like that hang on i well, can i can check. august uh May, yeah, June. We're at the end of August now. August. Let me double check. I can May? Um, was it April? So it'd be five months, four or five months? Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Hang on. Whoa, that's a long time. That's the, yeah, I mean, that's the longest we've gone without having an episode. Well, and technically, we went 24 years without having one before <laughs> So we've got a long way to go yet before we break that record. That's very true. 
That's very true. Hang on. Here we go. Not allowed. Yeah, four months ago, we had the episode in the living room with the bad boy blend, the rarest whiskey in the world. Um, yes. What a great one to finish on. That was a great, not finish, but you know, to, yeah, to, to take a break. Yeah. And people have been surviving without pretend wisdom for that long. I don't know how they've done it, honestly. I don't know how they've done it either. That's impossible. But hey, you don't have to anymore. We're back. Exactly. It's okay. Your lives can be complete now. <laughs> Just wait till the live show happens and then you buy tickets. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Zach, in your room on your screen. Well, I appreciate you having me in, in your very, very brightly sunlit room uh, on your screen as well. This is childhood. The childhood Child. room. You, you, yeah. you ever seen Harry Potter? Basically, it's that. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, quickly, quickly, before we end the episode, thoughts on Harry Potter, the movies. The movies? I like the CG. It makes me feel like I want to flick some sweet <laughs> ends. But apart from that, I can leave it and take it, you know? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to get some enemies um, from this, but I th- I just really, they're not very good. <laughs> the, the acting is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, there's, I don't think there's much that's very good about the films. But anyway, what a nice note to end on. <laughs> cancel ourselves <laughs> yeah exactly we'll have the the harry potter stands coming for us now there you go that's like the hottest take at the last second of the episode <laughs> yeah exactly exactly controversy at the end yeah controversy all the way out man that's what we do <laughs> lots of love to you and everybody in guildford thank you send my love to all the people in scotland every single person yeah. ewan Every single to. person in Scotland. What? I, I don't have any friends up here. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of keep to myself, obviously. No, just every single person. I want the entire population of Scotland to know that I have a somewhat small level <laughs> of affection for them. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly the reaction I wanted them to have. So that's going to be our World Cup. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's been very nice to be back with Pretend Wisdom, and we will catch you in the next one.